Welcome to the Circularity Edge podcast, where we discuss the latest news and perspectives on the circular economy and issues relating to social, environmental, and economic sustainability. Join us every week when we discuss what's needed to create a sustainable, circular economy worldwide. Now, here is your host, Ken Alston. Hello, this is Ken Alston with the Circularity Edge podcast. Today is March the 30th, 2020. I'm starting right out of the gate with a personal offer to you, a personal invitation to help you with your biggest challenges and the opportunity to talk together about what now and where do we go from here. You can schedule time on my calendar by going to https colon slash slash calendly.com slash Ken Alston slash challenge. I'll also post this link in the podcast text for you. Along with my colleagues in Circularity Edge, I'm creating a new community of committed individuals who want to change the world for the better through the ingenuity and creativity of business enterprise. Schedule a time with me and let's talk about your challenges and perhaps the idea of you joining us. Now, you may or may not agree with all my thoughts, but I feel in my gut that I have a fairly good sense of what's going on beside and inside the chaos And we call it a good feeling because it's intuitive, it's deep inside us, it's intangible, and it's perhaps surprisingly right much of the time. I think I have a sense of what's changing and perhaps more importantly, what's not changing in this pandemic and post-pandemic world we're about to enter. Many of you know I've been consulting for more than 20 years and recently I've been looking at what people are saying and doing, often incorrectly around the environment and sustainability in general, And now about circular economy, especially as it applies in businesses in these chaotic and stressful times. There are some underlying principles that I don't hear anyone else talking about in the environment, in sustainable development and in circular economy space. These principles are grounded in nature and are hidden in plain sight behind everything we do. These describe and map out where the future lies because they are unchanging principles of nature. Now we're in the middle of an old world, new world paradigm shift. Not geographic old and new world, but pre and post COVID-19 worlds. It's been about two weeks since the realization truly sunk in worldwide that this pandemic is here, is extremely serious, and is changing our individual and collective lives dramatically, almost everywhere and almost immediately. Country leaders have had to change their postures dramatically as the virus overruns and kills their deadly PR spin. Here's the situation, and I'm not over-dramatizing here. The old world you used to know has gone. Things will never be exactly the way they were before ever again. There's a huge mess to clean up all over the world, and no matter when the virus is eventually reduced to being an ongoing nuisance rather than the killer that it is today. We need to adjust and get used to the fact that normal also died and likely won't be coming back anytime soon. The pandemic is not creating the change. It's simply forcing or accelerating events that are current trajectories that would be happening at some point in the future anyway. The result of the virus is that there are bubbles being popped virtually overnight, bubbles that were already expanding and are primed to burst. 
If you want to join me and my colleagues in these experiments, if you want to learn how to navigate and operate in this new normal, I'm inviting you in to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Then if you're convinced, find places where you can connect, contribute, and join in. Some of the results of these changes that dropped on us were inevitable at some point in the future. Many systems were already broken or at best creaking at the wheels and were limping along. Many systems are over-optimized for the wrong thing or for just one thing and are way too fragile to last. These highly efficient, optimized, just-in-time solutions with complex global supply chains have become not-anytime-soon deliveries as whole economies have closed down virtually overnight. Here in the USA, we've been experiencing a tale of two archetypes, two generalized patterns of behavior given the coronavirus pandemic. In the rural so-called red states, it's been almost business as usual with a Trumpian attitude of, it's only the flu, get over it, get back to work after everyone goes to church on Easter Sunday and stop complaining. And that starkly contrasted with the metro areas, the major urban cities and the blue states where people are running for cover and are on home lockdown. It's only now as the hospital systems get overwhelmed that the blinkered mainly Republican mayors, governors, and even the president begin to face real reality rather than treat this as a partisan reality TV show. People are dying. The school higher education system is broken. You can see now why it's the reason that Bernie Sanders is so fixated on free tuition and the college loan debt issue. The agriculture and food industry is broken. We're being offered unhealthy processed food by big ag and their influence on politics and regulations is pervasive. Manufacturing companies are so over-optimized for efficiency, for lowest costs and just-in-time delivery that there's no resilience. There's little to no ability to absorb a dramatic shock in a complex global web of supply chains. In contrast, the earth is abundant. Despite everything that's going on, we're blessed to have so much opportunity available to us in principle here in the 21st century. The question is now, how are we going to deal with this abundance and the challenges of our fragile systems? I'm happy to say the sun rose again this morning and I'm recording this episode knowing with a high degree of belief that it will happen again tomorrow and the day after that. We have abundant energy striking the earth every day. So how can we better harness it in a way that sustains life, work, good growth and the pursuit of happiness? It's not good enough just to put solar cells everywhere. It's not good enough to just put windmills everywhere. Unless these clean and renewable energy technologies are also designed with materials that can be safely cycled at the end of their useful working life, we're wasting materials, energy, and we can't sustain this. Early adopters and users of wind technology are already finding they have nowhere to put the old turbine blades but the landfill. And that's not a design that sustains us. We can and we must design better, clean and renewable energy systems that cycle safely. The Earth is a planet with finite materials. We have energy income when the sun shines, when the wind blows and the tides go in and out, but we don't have material income. When we mine for iron, copper, coal, oil, gas, any natural occurring material on Earth, there is a finite amount available. We tell ourselves that the invisible hand of the market will regulate use through pricing, 
But when the primary objective of the mining corporation is profits, we're missing an equal focus on people and planet as we aim to sustain life and work on Earth. So come and talk to me. Let's talk about your biggest challenge. I'm working right now on a new project, the Circular Academy, and you can be part of it. If you're interested in being part of the post-coronavirus solutions that unite people, planet, and business, schedule some time and talk with me. We have to redesign entire country economies, taking account of cultural influences, shared values, and create a common vision. We have to create new mindsets and change behaviors to work in the new normal and with the new rules. We have to create new structures and systems for the new normal too. We may need physical distancing for now, but we also need to be socially connected. We have to restructure taxes, regulations, government controls, education, attitudes and behaviors. And all this implies more and better communication, dealing with threats and pursuing opportunities together in a community of practice. We can do that learning from nature and working on our health and that of the planet. I believe that a small group of committed individuals can lead this change. I believe that new businesses with new business models can lead this change. And I believe that there's a big local part of this. Until we talk together in person or until we meet on the next podcast, this is Ken Alston signing off with the Circularity Edge podcast saying, stay safe and let's come together to build a better world for all. One person at a time, one place at a time. So schedule time with me if you want to talk about your business challenges and how you can lead in your local community. Hasta luego, until the next time we meet. You've been listening to the Circularity Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit our website at www.circularityedge.com. Until next time, bye, Circular. Circular.